Welcome to the Grants for Investing podcast, where each episode we explore the business of investing with purpose so that hopefully you can make a difference for the investments you make. I'm your host, Ray, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Lucy. Lucy, how are you? Pretty good. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. In this interview, we had the privilege of speaking with Maria. Maria is a senior lecturer at UNSW. She teaches advanced financial accounting in the undergraduate and postgraduate programs. She also teaches a postgraduate course on reporting for climate change and sustainability to business and environmental management students, which is a course that I took for my study and very much enjoyed. Prior to her academic career, she worked in the consulting space. In this episode, we talk about Maria's journey from corporate to academia and the role that academia and universities can play in redesigning a more sustainable way of doing business. We also break down some of the preconceived notions of how the accounting and finance field can support and impact agenda, and more importantly, how we as university students have a role to play in all of this. We hope you enjoy the episode as much as we did, and let's get started. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us today, Maria. Uh, we really appreciate you having, uh, having you as a guest on the podcast today. Uh, we hope your week's been well so far. Yes, it has been. And thank you. And I'm delighted for the opportunity to do this podcast for uh, Grounds Investing. But first, I would like to show my respects and acknowledge the Bedigal people who are the traditional custodians of the land of elders past and present on which I'm speaking to you today. Awesome. Awesome. So maybe we thought it would be a great way to start the, the interview and the podcast just to get a bit of an understanding of, of your personal journey, um, get to know a bit about yourself and how, I guess, you got involved with, the, um, with academia and also, I guess, specifically the um, sustainable reporting uh, initiatives that, that you drive at uni. Okay. So I was a traditional accountant working for big four accounting firms, and I had a decade of teaching financial accounting to undergraduate and postgraduate students before I got involved in accounting for sustainability. I became interested in teaching and researching in this space, as I thought with the challenges that face our society in the 21st century, the accounting profession cannot remain complacent. Therefore, uh, we as a profession must rethink how we educate and train future accounting professionals. Mm -hmm. This was when I thought I would be involved in the development of accounting courses with societal impact. I'm also passionate about investments that look deeper into their impact to society, such as people and environment. With resource scarcity, there must be a way to recognize those organizations that do, do good to society. In my view, it is no longer acceptable to make decisions purely on financial returns, but investments should also be evaluated based on their broader societal impact. Some of my research demonstrates that companies that think beyond financial returns and have societal impact embedded in their decision-making are the most stable and resilient companies that weather economic shocks, such as the financial crises. And more recently, these companies are also likely to weather the current pandemic. Yeah, right. So you went from working for the corporates to teaching. How was that transition like? What made you make that decision? Um, when I transitioned um, working from corporate to academia, when I completed my uh, accounting degree, I worked with several big four accounting firms as an auditor. 
And this experience proved invaluable to my training as a good business professional. I developed a strong work ethic that helped form good habits of staying focused, motivated, and ensuring that tasks are completed before the deadline. I have fond memories of my stint in these accounting firms, despite the long work hours. Mm-hmm. And, I met, and I met many lifelong friends during this time. However, at that time, I want to achieve a deeper purpose. And I thought of pursuing further studies with a plan to shift to academia. Academia is in my DNA as both my grandparents were educators. An opportunity arose while I was doing my master's at UNSW, and I was offered a job as an accounting tutor. I still remember my first tutorial class and how fulfilling it was to work with students and how I know that somehow I will influence their lives as they train for their future careers. At that point, I knew that I found my purpose, and there was no turning back when I enrolled in a PhD program. An opportunity for me to achieve a deeper purpose arose when I shifted to teaching and researching in sustainability, and I am still in this happy place to date. Yeah, that sounds, that's, it's really interesting to hear your, I guess, shift from, from corporate to the academia world and, and sort of what, what drove you towards that change. We were both really curious um, sort of as a, as, as a side question is, do you have a favorite, say, uh, memory in terms of teaching students? Is there one moment in your teaching career that really stands out to you that you really remember? Hmm. That is a, a, a good question. There are many, many moments and, and every term, you know, surprises me by, by moments like that. But I think the most um, memorable one was when a student from my course was selected uh, to do the carbon footprint for uh, the Opera House um, for the Vivid Vivid Sydney. So I thought that was really exciting for for one of my students to be part of that uh, process Mm -hmm. and that a student from my class was selected. And with the Opera House being very iconic, you know, it's kind of like, you know, pleasing to, to see. And, and the, the student had an exciting experience with that as well. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, no, that, that's awesome to hear. Um, I had no idea um, about the carbon footprint for, for Vivid. Um, I think, yeah, that's something we'll look into as well. Um, and it sounds like a really just an amazing um, opportunity that one of your students got to get involved with. And so now we'd really love to hear more about your experience of really, I guess, being involved in the academia space and of really, I guess, sharing your knowledge and teaching students about all aspects of sustainability um, and in particular when it comes to the investing and, and finance side of things. And um, I assume that it's, it's a little different, I guess, to say your traditional, I guess, teaching finance or accounting courses. So uh, I I don't teach uh, socially responsible investing specifically, so I'm kind of like more broader than that. Mm. Um, I currently have been teaching two courses that are related to sustainability in the business school. Um, And I find students are extremely motivated to attend these courses. Uh, Both of those courses are elective. So these courses are the Accounting for Sustainability uh, and uh, the Integrated Reporting course. 
So uh, because there are electives, students enroll um, in this course on their own accord. And I find that attendance is nearly 100% every week when uh, university attendance is falling due to technological advancements such as uh, lecture recordings and podcasts. Mm -hmm. Uh, These courses are also electives from other faculties such as engineering, sciences, and built environment. So hence, I have students from diverse academic interests, which makes the class discussion more interesting as each student uh, have a different perspective to contribute to the class discussions. The students who attend my course are also likely to have greater interest in working in the sustainability space for either paid or volunteer work during or after their degree. Uh, My goal is for the elements of these courses to be mainstream. That is, every student in the business school will have deeper knowledge and training in sustainability. Yeah, that's really great to hear. And I did one of your courses last term as well about sustainability, and I found it is extremely rewarding to do the course. And it was uh, very incredible experiences discussing with other students who's also passionate about sustainability and climate change. So that's really good to hear. So as you talked about just then, there's been a growing trend towards a more socially responsible way of doing business. From your uh, experiences, um, what are some of the initiatives in uh, UNSW around promoting or engaging students about this trend? Okay, so uh, the business school in particular is a signatory to the United Nations Principles of Responsible Management Education, and uh, the business school endeavors to be guided by uh, UNSW Strategy 2025, which sets an innovative, ambitious, altruistic agenda based on three priorities, which are the hallmarks of great forward-looking 21st century universities, such as academic excellence, social engagement, and global impact. Uh, the BCom program at, uh, at the business school is being redesigned to have elements of sustainability in the entire course programs at various levels. In the past, there are snippets of topics in some courses, but these are not fully integrated into the learning in a matter that this will impact or influence students' ability to make decisions in future. I would suspect that the uh, postgraduate programs would also follow suit after the redevelopment of the BCom program. UNSW has also launched uh, lo- launched a recently um, the Sustainable Development Goals Toolkit. Mm-hmm. Um, that provides a platform for academics to integrate sustainable thinking across education programs based on the framework established by the United Nations um, in their courses. So so that's something that we will see in 2021 because this toolkit will be accessible through Moodle. Uh, There is also the Green Impact Initiative, um, which UNSW is part of. This is a change and engagement program that works with universities for its community to understand sustainability and social responsibility. 
students should look at the website of UNSW Sustainability for more initiatives that they can participate in while being part of the UNSW community. Further ahead, as an alumni, there are also opportunities to give back to the community when one can be involved in mentoring programs. So these are just, you know, a few of the initiatives, and I'm pretty sure this is not everything. Uh, there are many, many uh, other uh, initiatives uh, that are uh, being done and even being planned uh, as I speak. Mm, yeah, that, that uh, in particular mentoring program sounds really interesting to me, I guess, as a UNSW alumni. Um, and it's something that I think I would love to get involved with personally. And it's really great, I guess, to hear that UNSW is really incorporating and integrating a lot of the key agendas that uh, the UN has at the moment. And so I guess we, we were really wondering, more broadly speaking, uh, what role do you see academia and, and academic institutions like universities such as UNSW um, really playing in terms of promoting and driving uh, the trend around businesses and, I guess, companies and, and leaders in general uh, prioritising a more sustainable and ethical mindset when it comes to, say, doing business and how they operate uh, in today's ecosystem? Okay. So, um in order to contribute to sustainable development, I think higher education has to transform. Uh, and this was proposed in the UN Conference on Sustainable Development uh, way back in 2000 in Rio, which launched the Millennium Development Goals. Uh, and this Millennium Development Goals is a forerunner to the current Sustainable Development Goals. Uh, this transformation entails a change in the training paradigm this will involve a change in the responsibilities of institutions, curriculum guidelines, and training processes so that they can respond better to the needs and requirements of the present and future generations. This transformation, in my view, also implies changes in the university structure and governance. So those who work in universities need to have a vision of higher education that is aligned with the principles of sustainable development. And the transformation must guarantee an integrated approach to sustainable development that will allow both academics and students in higher education to take the challenges of this complex issue with a holistic approach going beyond traditional views. The transformation must also promote respect and understanding of different cultures and welcome their contributions. So have you, um, you've been teaching over two decades and has this dynamics or transformation um, changed since you first started in the academia and what have been some of the challenges that you've seen along the way? So when I started developing the courses, um, there were only a few supporters in the school and the faculty. And I had to do much of the work researching, conducting focus groups to ensure we develop a curriculum that will be value-adding to student knowledge and, and, you know, teaching the course. I sometimes cannot take annual leave as no one in the school could teach this course. Mm -hmm. I want to teach the course as there is more preparation time required uh, as this is something new. I also needed to invest in training as many aspects of sustainability has a longer history in science and engineering. 
I worked long hours to get to this stage, uh, but learned a lot and met numerous experts who I still work with in this lifelong quest, I think. Uh, my biggest frustration is my impact on this space is so small uh, and the problem is so huge. Uh, I say my impact is so small because I attract very few students, not, not hundreds or thousands, because it is an elective. It is not mainstream. And, and also because there are many policies that are also all talk but no action in my view. So, so hence, it is a very slow process since I have started uh, doing this in 2008. It seems like, uh, you know, the initiatives are still the same or, or slightly different, but uh, the impact is only very uh, small. But what keeps me going is knowing um, it is better to stay a step forward, no matter how little this is, rather than do nothing. It is also gratifying to see that the community is more aware of the challenges today than when I started. And issues are, are, are more prevalent and, and we see the impacts of climate change right before us. So hence, you don't have to, to sort of um, convince the community that, that it is you know, a present danger for us. And the younger generation is also more enthusiastic and very energetic than ever to demand action. Mm. So I guess, as you said, it has been quite slow and, and at times frustration, frustrating. Um, and so we were wondering, from, from your perspective and, and from your experience, what would you sort of like to see change? Um, both within the academic and business ecosystems to, to really further drive a greater focus on corporate social responsibility. Um, and for example, say, potentially, would you say it would be a good idea to, to make some of these courses uh, compulsory or generate further awareness um, and student engagement to really sign up and get involved with courses like, like the ones that you're teaching? Mm-hmm. So... Um I believe um, as future business leaders, um, I I would like to see students, um, you know, enroll in courses such as this one or, or just invest in training um, in, in, in these uh, aspects. I would also like to see businesses operate in a way that is inspired by nature, uh, moving away from the industrial age linear economic model where businesses are fixated by economic growth, which we often refer to as cradle to grave and create a circular economy that is cradle to cradle uh, to help restore natural capital and ensure the prosperity of current and future generations. I teach a new course in the business school on integrated reporting, um, integrated thinking and value creation. And this course is groundbreaking and one of the few courses that will transition students' thinking to utilize capitals other than financial. And and these are the natural, human, social, and relationship capitals uh, to create value for themselves and others. Attending courses like this helps build knowledge and sometimes provides access to jobs because students have a formal credential to support their interests in this space. I also encourage students to further their knowledge by signing up to attend webinars on topics that involve sustainability. Uh, 
I find that COVID-19 made these more accessible and, and are all often free of charge. Uh, examples of groups providing webinars are CPA Australia, um, the Chartered Accountants of Australia and New Zealand, United Nations Principles of Responsible Investing, or UNPRI. Um, there is also MSCI and, and many others that could give um, knowledge to students, you know, wanting to learn more about this space. Mm, that's really great advice. And it's amazing to hear that you are very involved with and enthusiastic about driving the change. So, Maria, it has been wonderful talking to you so far. Both Rhea and I have learned a lot from the conversation with you. To sort of wrap up, we usually like to finish up the conversation by asking our guests for a few maybe personal recommendations on books or resources that you'd like to share with our listeners. Okay. Um, there is a long list now because I find that to learn more about this space you have to read and 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 I found the more I knew the less I knew so uh, I have to read more and more but one that really influenced my thinking um, is after I read a book by Paul Hawken and it's titled Ecology of Commerce uh, it was published in 1993 and in this book Paul Hawken um, uh, indicated that environmental degradation, climate change, and resource depletion erode the natural capital on which life depends and in turn the economy that nature can support. He believes that market forces can help restore habitats and ecosystems by reflecting externalities in the price of goods and services. This would not create any new costs, but properly reflect the costs of pollution and waste that are currently borne by society, which we often refer to as the tragedy of the commons. Market forces will then reward the greenest businesses in a way that would benefit society and the economy. This business proposition is embedded in many of the social investing objectives that we see to current day. Uh, other books that I also enjoyed reading are Prosperity Without Growth, um, Economics for a Finite Planet by Jackson, and also Sense and Sustainability, Securing Our Common Future by Decoupling Economic Growth uh, from Environmental Pressures. So those three um, were, were some of the textbooks that, you know, influence my thinking and uh, and. And, and it's sort of said that it's not just purely financial returns that are important. It is, it is necessary, but because we, we all know that businesses has to make profit, but it is okay to make just a decent profit, not a greedy profit in order to, to sort of address the other needs of the society as a whole. Mm, yeah, those sound like some really interesting um, recommendations. And I think this is something we'd love to share with our listeners and something that uh, both of us will really look into as well. Um, so I guess to, to wrap up and, and sort of uh, bring, bring the uh, chat to a close, um, is there any final advice or words of wisdom, uh, I guess, that you have for, for say, young millennials out there and, and, and graduates who really want to, I guess, um, get more involved um, in the impact space and start having that mindset and that awareness and, 
and really um, wanting to go out there and contribute towards this cause? I just think the the young generation should take more risks and do what they think is right, you know, for their generation and uh, and not be scared. Mm. So so that's that's my uh, because often we are just very traditional um, and and I, I guess I found that growing up as well because I'm an accountant. Mm-hmm. So uh, so my training is to be conservative, but I changed that mindset, and now I am happy to take risks, uh, not risks in in investments, but you know just risks in the decision that I make so that I can make a difference in this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's some really great advice. I think at the end of the day, without taking risks, it's really hard for things to change. Um, so yeah, 100% agree. Uh, well, awesome. I think we really appreciated um, having your time today and really getting to chat and, and learn about your experiences uh, and your journey. And so thank you so much, uh, Maria, for joining us on the podcast today. Um, and sure. Yeah, we really appreciate it. My pleasure. And I'd like to congratulate uh, you both for this initiative. And I wish you best uh, on your future podcasts. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you learned something new and enjoyed the episode as much as we did. While you're here, feel free to follow us on social media at our Instagram account, Grounds for Investing. The Grounds for Investing podcast and the persons involved may have positions in the companies mentioned. This is general advice only. Please speak to a financial professional to understand how they pertain to your individual situation.